All right, so let's do a really quick recap because we've got a lot to cover tonight. We are on, we're going to start on page Kufmem Dalit 287. Last week, Baltanya opened with quoting the Zoya from Rey Mahemna. It seemed to suggest that now in Golos, that the Torah we're learning is comes from the world of a mixture of good and evil. And he says that that's impossible. He also mentioned in passing that during this time period that the Talmud Chachamim are supported by the Amiratim, whereas in the times of Mashiach, it'll be the opposite. Um, and he goes ahead to explain that this is all impossible, that there is no such thing, and that Torah is Kodesh no matter where it is, and no matter what it is, and it proves it with great clarity and in my mind, a fair amount of humor. Um, saying this is not, that can't be pshat. And no matter what Torah is, it is holy, it is it is Kodesh, it is God's word. And to call it anything other than that is heresy. Ah, if that's the case, what is he talking about when it says that it comes from the world of a mixture of good and evil? He's actually talking about the stuff that were being done on the 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 physical materialistic stuff that comes from the world of good and evil, but not the Torah that's dealing with that stuff. That's where we left off last week. He finished with a few Kabbalistic words that we didn't understand, and we're going to have more of those tonight. But there will be enough to make it worthwhile in a fascinating way. So let's start here from the paragraph on Kufmem Dalid, page 287. Got another copy there, Zach, if you want. Yeah, pass it down. Nobody's sitting there. You can sit in a more comfortable chair, too. Mashikos of Arizal. Now, so again, he's, he's, he's using, he's going to bring in all the counter-arguments, and the truth of the matter is that at the end, he is going to acquiesce a little bit that there is a difference between the Torah now and the Torah of the days of Mashiach. Okay? The Arizal writes that Mishnayis seemed to come from a lower place. Remember, you have the, the structure of the four worlds. So the highest world is Atzilus. And you got an empty chair right here. And the after uh, Atzilus, you have Bria, and then you have Yitzir, then you have Asiya, finally. Right? So if you want to use that order of things, up on top you have seven copies of, of Tanya. So Mishnayis comes from Malchus of Yitzira. Now Yitzira would be the third level. Well, that's not very complimentary about Mishnayis. Right? So what's that about? You see, he's he's taking on all of the nitpicking that's been done about the Kabbalistic view of Torah Shabbal He's trying to answer all those questions. What the Arizal is addressing is the levush of Malchus Malchus Dietzirus. Now, here's the the word is like this. By the way, tonight's year is Lurin Le'ilinishmas Rezel Sara Bas Aharin. Sponsored by Rabbi Ort. Now, it doesn't like this. 
the world, whatever this means, okay, but let's at least say the words. The world of Atsilus, the language of the Zayr is that in the world of Atsilus, although it is an emanation from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it is completely, absolutely unified with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's no distinction between the energy in Atsilus and HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. So therefore, when it comes to any kind of expression, though, the only place that there can be a step away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu that would allow any creation to exist independently, because otherwise it's all part, clearly, and part of God Himself. So in order to have any kind of existence, there has to be some kind of separation. There has to be some kind of what's, what's referred to as tzimtzum, some form of distance. So that begins in what's called Malchus Tatsilus. That's the channel that allows the other three worlds to come into existence. Now, as we said earlier, Torah always remains purely godly Chachma. Now, that being the case, what's the difference between the Chachma of Kabbalah, Chachma Sanister, and the Mishnayis? that we learn that any three-year-old can comprehend. You're going to say they're on the same level? It's the same godly chachma? You'd be a fool to say that. So what's the difference between the two? They're both chachma of HaKadosh Baruch you're forced to say that just as any brilliant teacher who wants to teach trigonometry to a child is going to have to first take the concepts and break it down into fractions, and from fractions go to decimal points, and from decimal points and on, I was lost. I have no idea what he breaks it down into. But at that, there clearly is a progression of the concepts that has to first be broken down. Well, the concept that the child grasps is much more broken down with many more mashallah, many more examples, many more parables that allows the child to teach it. Nonetheless, the strand of the teacher pervades every lesson. And in fact, certainly in the, in the world of music, you're able to perceive and hear a composer, no matter who the conductor is, or vice versa. You can have a person who really knows a piece of music well, by listening to it, they'll be able to tell you who conducted the piece. Because there always is a signature of the the um, composer and the conductor on that piece of music. The same thing goes on, in the world of Chachmas So what he's saying here is, that when we're talking about Mishnayis, it's not that Mishnayis in any which way are diminished chas v'shalom. The question is, what are the Mishnayis wearing? Okay? Put it into grass terms. What are the Mishnayis wearing when they're being taught? Contained in the Mishnah is the same Chachma of HaKadosh Baruch But what's... What, what is it? Is it salted or is it, or is it sweetened? Is it, is it uh, a sharp... You know, all of those things don't change the essence of it. What's in the capsule is in the capsule. Okay, take a look inside. What we're dealing with is that it's garmented, it's enclosed in Malchus Diyatzira. 
contained in it is Malchus Tatsilas. O Malchus Tatsila Nikra Shifcha, the Gabra Malchus Tatsilas. So somebody wants to claim, evidently, that the language that either the Zayr or the Arizal use, that it's considered, the Mishnais is considered a Shifcha, which is an insult. It's, an, it's a maidservant. To the Malchus Tatsilas, he's saying that's referring to, in the absolute terms of the way it's presented, it's secondary to the Malchus Tatsilas, which has a far more godly manifestation. But in its essence, it's all Hashem, it's all the wisdom of the Okay, so the Malchus of Bria, which is one stage earlier, is called its mother, Teda I'll prove it to you. Because the Arizal writes, the Mikra, that when we're dealing with Tershabiksav, the written law, Dainu Tershabiksav, there he even puts the written law into the world of Asiya. Okay, now Asiya is the lowest of the worlds. How could you say that the written law is somehow in the world of Asiya, where it says in infinite numbers of times that it is Tiferes, which is Zerab and Atzilus, that it comes from the highest levels of Atzilus. So what's going on? Ella, we're forced to say, that Ter is enrobed and contained in Asiya. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, in, you're going to see in a minute, a very practical lesson where this comes down to people like you and I. The Chaynu Be'ed Yibesefer HaKavonis is clearly written in the book of the teachings of the Arizal. Shemikra Mishnah V'Talmud V'Kabbalah Whether we're dealing with Psukim, Mishnayis, Gemara, Kabbalah, Kulamat Silus Clearly, they're all in that unified world of God. Psukim are embodied and contained until the world of Asiya. Again, going on those levels. Here's a halachic distinction, guys. The halach is that after Birch Satar in the morning, the first thing a person should do is say the Pasuk and then you say the Mishnah the reason for that is is the halacha requires that if a person says a Pasuk you, you fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah just by saying the words without any comprehension Torah Shabal Peh requires comprehension. Completely counterintuitive. Okay? That's what he's saying here, that psukim are yoyed, the Torah Shabbat goes to the world of Asiyah. Asiyah meaning action. If I, if my lips utter the words of Chomish and Nach, then I fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, even if I have no clue what I say. Whereas, with regard to Torah Shabbat it requires some level of understanding what we're saying. So they're from the higher worlds. Now, when we're dealing with this incredibly high level of Malchus, 
When it comes down into this world, that is a world of confusion. Refer, he refers to it as the Klippas Naga because the, the, that's of all the Klippas, the world, the Klippa that allows the, the mixture of good and evil. Is Kedei Levar In order for us to go ahead and rectify the sparks of Kedusha, that got mixed into the world of good and evil through other Marishan Tzchait. In addition to that, in addition to the sparks that we need to elevate from the Chait of Adam, there are also godly sparks that HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed into the world for us to play hide-and-seek and to remove them. The 284, 88, fine, sparks... I told you math wasn't my thing. Of that fell on Shvizakim. So you have this world where Kedusha is embedded. What do they call it in the military when they had the um in the Iraq war they had journalists that were embedded in the uh mm-hmm. so there's embedded sparks of Kedusha. Is Azai Gama Machus What happens is is due to the fact that that Torah, even though it comes from the highest of the high, it is now for us in a world where when we approach it, what are we learning about? We're learning if an ox scores a cow. We're learning about if one neighbor steals from another neighbor. If you wanted to put it into modern terms, we're dealing with, can you verify an aguna through DNA evidence? All of those are forms of Torah that needs to be processed in the world of mixture of good and evil, and when you have a group of scholars banging their heads together, figuring out these laws, they are extracting the Kedusha from this confusion, from this world of good and evil. That is what's called the world of Eitz Adas Tevara. We're dealing with the world of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. When you compare it to the pure Torah, as it emanated from HaKadosh Baruch Hu in its pristine form, that it is not lowered into the world of darkness. That's called a tree of absolute life. So there's two realms of Torah. There's a Torah as it emanates directly from HaKadosh Baruch without any Lubushim, without any garments, without any clothing. It's not, it, you don't have to hack your cup about it. You don't have to go and battle it. There are no kashas, there are no steeris. I had a guy in here yesterday who said to me, do you realize that in this library, how much machlaikas there is? <laughs> it was a great observation. There probably are millions and millions of arguments going on in this room right now between this side and that side and these two sides. Millions of arguments, right? That's all the result of Naga. That's all the result of a world of an Eruv Tevara. Whereas the world before it came down into those levels was called the world of Eitzachayim. It's a pure tree of life. Now, let's take that down to its practice. What does that mean to you and I? When we're talking about this level, of emanation from Hashem becoming embodied and enclosed in this wrap of Naga who said Golos That's the idea that we talk about of 
the Shechina being in Goas, meaning that you have this case, this horribly painful case of an Aguna in the 9-11 towers. And they can't locate the man's body. Can she remarry? Right? It's it's a case that is completely wrapped in, in pain and anguish and all kinds of forms of Amachlekes, and you can have one person that will allow it to, and the one, and then, and you know, then, and then you have the people say, like, you guys are are so wrapped up in your in your halacha that you've completely lost your humanity, and how could you not let her marry? And you got all this turmoil around it. That's all galus hashchina. That is the, the divine presence being in the exile. Asheshalat adam adam is borrowing from a pasuk in Kohelis that. Evil now in our world reigns over the tzaddikim. Page two eighty eight. That's what we referred to last week. That's during this world of good and evil. They have the they're in charge. It's it's, it's the rulership is in the forces of darkness. During this stage, when the Shechin is in Golashem, that the main flow of energy first goes to the other side, which is, as we discussed earlier, this shell called Noiga. The Erev Rav, right? The mixed multitude, they're receiving all of their energy from there. And as we discussed earlier, you know, to the degree that we allow the governments to support us and all that kind of stuff, that we're, we're still feeding them. And only from the sediments we get the droplets. Kal Yisrael gets the droplets that remain at the bottom of the barrel. It all goes through the dark side. And during this stage, listen very careful. The Oz during our stage in Galos, the main toil of man, and the main focus of our study of Torah Mitzvahs, is the main service now is to be able to extract these sparks of Kedusha Kanoida Barizal. That's what this stage of Galos is about. Is about uplifting and extracting the sparks of kedusha. So intuitively, one would think, okay, so I should be spending my time learning the kabbalistic works that involve this, what the sparks are, and so on. Exactly the opposite. Therefore, the main study of Torah during Golos who be'ion alocha should be spent in the learning of Talmud and in the given in the back and forth in Halacha Beisavahetar in the laws of that which is permissible and forbidden, Toma Vitahara in laws of Taharis, Livarir Amutar Batama Osavatame to to select, to separate that which is permissible and that which is clean from that which is forbidden and that which is contaminated, by banging our heads and, and thoroughly coming out with clarity and halacha, with whatever intellectual powers we can possibly access, because we know that Torah is comes from the wisdom of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. 
Or bechachma is The language of the Zayir is that only with chachma can we make that selection, not by saving the whales and the rest of the narish, the narish kite of the the tikkun olam and the the, the 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 rest of the nonsense. It's by clarifying, by laser cutting, selecting good from evil, by having a clear comprehension of Torah. It is by taking this highest wisdom, which is then placed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the next stage, which is the secret of the oral law. In all of its forms of confusion, which is then goes to the next world, which is the Mishnah, it first has to start with the Mishnah and the Brahma, which then goes on and is enclosed and further embodied in our world of Naiga, which goes down to the next world, that's where the introduction is of evil. And there it goes to the Gemara, and so on. So, this isn't an error, and the Machlekes is not a loss of our tradition and the clarity. you got all this nonsense that, that, that they keep on throwing at us about, well, how do you know anything is true? And this is all done deliberately by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us the ability to clarify for ourselves and to select good from evil to make a separation in the world between the sparks of Kedusha that are embedded in this world. Now, the next thing is just, it it is so empowering. The Hamaskil. So right now, just by saying that one word, he counted out 98% of humanity. Someone with brains, Yavin will understand an absolutely incredible, wondrous thing. What happens in the heavens above? When we go through a sugya, when we go through a, a Talmudic dispute, and we, we look into it, we try delving through the quagmire of, of, of the sea of an idea. We go through the early sources and the late sources. Something that was concealed from us before we looked into it. When we come out with a conclusion, what we are doing is extracting this incredibly holy idea from the dark side. So that up until this moment, they concealed and covered it. Either it wasn't known at all to humanity at all, like, you know, you have great people who are able to write wondrous chuvas and are able to extract or something like I was telling you earlier about whether or not you could use DNA or can you use a microwave to bake a matzah or, or stuff that was unknown until Rabbi Zaman Auerbach came along and revealed how the modern day halacha jives with the Talmudic law and so on. That was stuff that was not known at all. Or or just clarifying an idea with its reason. 
because the reason for something it's interesting that we, that the same word for reason in Hebrew is the same reason as taste it's the tam the taste of it comes from because that is the sparks that fell into this quagmire they are until we extract them they are there in a form of exile the dark side covers them and here your mom gives a reason for why they're called klipas a klipa is a shell the reason they're called a klipa is because the klipa covers over them and they conceal look at these words they conceal the wisdom of Torah until we come about and process little puny us in this last generation during the footsteps of Mashiach we little puny nothing human beings when we clarify an idea in Torah we are the ones who reveal these sparks that came from the highest heights and were lowered into the depths of this world and we expose them not just so that you and I can talk about them but we reveal them to the angels above and to the highest heavens this is why the Reh that we learned last week said that questions come from the side of evil because it is that concealment that allows us the opportunity for revelation. Now, last line on the page on 288. We got to know that you could be the coolest, hottest, most amazing, the greatest angels above. They have no shaykhs to turn. They cannot learn, they cannot decipher, they cannot clarify, they cannot expose. It is us, lowly people, who struggle with all of our lowly typhus. We are the ones and the only ones who can make this separation. This gives us a whole... The, the, the right in these four lines are the entire secret of why it is that Mashiach comes to us and why he's dependent upon us because the Sifra Kodesh is right that the entire concept of the, the extraction of these Nitzites is what's going to bring Mashiach right? and he's telling us here that there is stuff which is concealed and layered upon buried upon layers of layers of concealment that only the Tachtonim can reveal, right? Now, the more Tachtonim you get, right? When you deepen, when you deepen the you-know-what, you get to reveal stuff that's deep in the you-know-what. Where up until now, the more exalted the souls were, those great Tzadikim, they were dealing with a loftier, a much loftier world. So to the degree that our generation is the, we view it as being the greatest insult when we're called the Mashiach, we're called the, 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 the generation which is the heel of Mashiach, comes about Tanya and says, you can view it as an insult if you want. But it's also the greatest compliment because it is only us, it is only we, I don't know how to say this in English, it's only us that has the ability to go and dig into that lowest level because that's where we exist. And that's where the last levels of revealing those sparks of Kedusha are. And therefore, Mashiach 
will come specifically to our generation. Because we are contained in a physical crass body, it's part of the the the, the poison that the, this serpent put into us. So we come along and we weaken the dark side every time we struggle with one of our base desires. And we overcome the dark side. And by every time we win one of those battles, we crack open, we break the power of evil and allow the light to emanate. Ulechain, we're on line four here on Kuf Meme. Ulechain, Boim El Yoinim, for this reason, the highest angels above and the highest beings above come, Lishmoya Chidushetoyim Metachtoyim. They come to hear our Divritoyra. Because they can't do this. They cannot get involved in revelation of Divritoyra. Masha Mechadshim, that which we are Mechadshim and we reveal Talumas HaChachma, the depths of the wisdom, Shayukvushim HaGoyla, that were contained and, and covers literally means um, soaking, it was, it was entrenched in the Golas, Adat, until this moment. Vichal Ish Yisrael and every single Jew has the ability to reveal secrets of this wisdom and has the ability and the responsibility to create novelty in new thought whether it's in the realm of goddess or it's in the agadic section of Torah whether we're dealing with the revealed areas of Torah whether we're dealing with the concealed areas each of us according to the root of our neshama, umechuyev bidavar. This is not optional. It is incumbent upon us lahashlim nishmasay to fulfill the the calling of our neshama. by elevating the spark shenaflu lechelka that it fall into its part uligayrola to its portion kenaida as everybody knows. Ay, 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 ay. Skip the parentheses here. With this, we understand what Chazal said. Anybody who studies Torah, Omar Kodesh Baruch Hashem says about him, Malani Allah, I consider it about him, Padani, as if he has redeemed me, Vezbonai, and my children, from among the nations. Right? Because we are extracting. This that he planted and embedded in the world, and by our studying and extracting Torah, we are revealing that from among the nations. Now, so what happens when we finish this? Where do we go from here? So right after the the um, the period here. Avo betzeis ha-shechina miklipas but when the shechina will be extracted from this klipa, acha sheyushle bira nitzaitzis, once we finish this work of selecting the sparks, we yufrid haram al-toeva, we separate the evil from good. V'yisbo'a de kopi'ali oven, and we send off all of the the forces of evil, and then we will no longer have a world in which 
the tree of good and evil, the mixture rules over us, because the goodness has been extracted from it. So what's the study of Torah about then? If now the whole study of Torah is about the extraction of the pureness of the goodness of, of this light from the darkness, well, what's the study of Torah going to be about then? Notice how he throws your mitzvahs into it. Then, the toil in Torah and mitzvahs is not going to be levar birudin. The goal will no longer be a process of selection. What is it then? It becomes a new energy of Yehudim, of unifying the worlds, about bringing down energy from higher worlds, to be able to bring down higher energy from the world of Atzilus, as their Rizal wrote. Meaning that and again, some of this pertains even now. That there's a concept of Yehudim, a concept of, of you read, you look at there, there's certain people who daven with these shamus of Yehudim. It's all about not a world of elevation, but the opposite. It's a world of bringing new energy from the worlds above into this world. So whereas now we're digging to bring the air that exists, if you will, in the confusion of, in the the um, mixture below, and we're extracting the light and bring it above. The times of Mashiach, then the Avoid and Teremitzus becomes a, a energy of bringing new air from the higher worlds into this world. Completely opposite energy. <laughs> In that world, the Taki is a world where that energy will come through the Pneumius Atara, the, the secrets of Torah, the Kaima Mitzvahs, at that time we will fulfill Mitzvahs with sublime intents, intentions that draw our um, goal to bring down this new energy from above. He says, even now this pertains. What does that mean? We talked about this in the past, that mitzvahs, there's this, always this tension between what's greater, the study of Torah or the performance of mitzvahs. Right? So, the Gemara says what's bigger, Talmud, or Maisa says the Gemara Talmud is greater because it brings you to action. Well, that's got to be one of the most humorous Gemaras in all of Shas. Right? So, what's better? What's greater? And the tension is because results in the fact that what we forget sometimes is that Talmud Torah is also a mitzvah. So, it's not just about acquiring the wisdom, but at the same time that we're acquiring the wisdom, we're also doing a mitzvah. And the mitzvah component of it, in addition to the wisdom component of it, makes it a superpowered entity. But in its source, if someone were to say to us, what is the reason that Akadosh Baruch wants us to pick up a lulav and an esrog and hadas and arava? 
I challenge anyone to come up with a real logical reason for that mitzvah or for that matter any other mitzvah and the reason for that is is that mitzvahs are not subject to anybody's rationalization or understanding mitzvahs are ratzoin Hashem they are the desire of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and when you're dealing with something called desire as anybody who's, who's married knows there is no logic to that it's super logical when we're dealing in and the intent of mitzvahs is to connect with the Ratz and Hashem on that level then the only thing there is to do is to draw from the godliness of that energy Ah, he puts in parentheses, What do you do with the Gemara that says that mitzvahs are nullified in the world to come? That's after the resurrection of the dead. But in the days of Mashiach, before the resurrection, then we are still doing mitzvahs. And therefore, the study of Torah that will be going on during that world before Tchiyas HaMesim will also be the study of Torah involved with the inner secrets of Torah and their secret reasons. But when it comes to Shas and Shulchan Aruch and Rambam and all the revealed areas of Torah, every single Jew will have access to all of it. With a complete and total knowledge, without forgetting, we'll have Shas and Poiskim at our fingertips at all times. And it will not require any toil to get them. Only for the mixed multitude that will not merit to taste them. From that tree of life, those people who never bothered to attempt in this world to get involved with the secrets of Torah, those people will be able to continue their study of the revealed Torah even in the world of Los Love, because they made no effort during this world to try to get any comprehension of the secrets of Torah and he refers to them as the Erev Rav it's a big compliment of its Shechem Lazik Torah Mishnah and they're going to have to continue to study that section of Torah to get rid of the impurities that will be connected to them so that it will not continue to master them to cause them to sin you realize we're dealing with and they're still going to be struggling with the sinner who will be a hundred years old, he still will be cursed. They will still be, there still will be sinners of the Erev Rav. And even in action, they're still going to need the details of the laws 
of Asur Vituma, Yosem Yisrael, more so than the Jew, who are not going to be subject to invalid or contaminated things, Vasra forbidden things, because the Tzadikim are not going to have to deal with evil in that world. It's also entirely possible and very logical, very reasonable that they will know even the inner secrets of Torah that we're going to know the revealed Torah like Avram Avinu knew it. It's not going to require toil, it's going to be intuitive. Now, Let's go back. This was not the case during the time of the second base of English. As exalted of a time as it was, it was still not a world of perfection. Like there, they still needed to toil. Not only to know the actual what to do. But as I explained earlier, he says, that was the main point of the service. Service is was to weaken the power of the dark side to elevate the sparks of Kedusha through their turn as we've been writing but in the world of Mashiach it's going to be much more exalted even than it was during the time of the second Mishnah because the entire goal of Avedas Hashem Changes from a world of selection to a world of Yehudim. And now that I've spoken these words of truth, we understand with clarity what this earlier was talking about when he said that now the terror that we're dealing with is from the tree of good and evil. What he's referring to is Klipas Neiga, is this temporary world that we exist in right now where there is a mixture. That world that we live in right now, our main and exclusive service is the selection of good from evil through delving into Torah and Mitzvahs on that level. And I've said enough for anyone who understands. So, there's several in- incredible things that come out of this, and that is that the more we struggle to comprehend ideas in Torah, the more of this capacity of selection we have access to. The greater opportunity we have of deciphering and elevating and separating the toy from the ra, and to the degree that it doesn't seem clear to us, it doesn't come to us easier. Perhaps we have even greater access to some deeply hidden uh, sparks of kedusha that others don't have any access to. And where we see insult in the fact that we're having such a hard time grasping an idea, perhaps it's actually the greatest compliment of all in that HaKadosh Baruch is giving us an opportunity 
to reveal something that has yet to be uncovered in the thousands of years that the world has existed and we are now being given the opportunity to reveal that spark of Kedusha which may be that last spark that is still awaiting that will allow the ultimate light to be brought into the world maybe just maybe that is what's going on and rather than walking around feeling so bruised and wounded about our lack to be able to process maybe we should look at it as the compliment of that there's really something buried here that I'm the only person that may have the ability to process this and reveal it and, and bring about the ultimate light through this final avedis habirurim and ultimately then usher in a world where the service becomes a world of yichudim rather than birurim. All right, so next week we will learn about our access to the dead tzaddikim. It's a very